All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Now on Pluto TV, channel 5 and 17. I am Gabriel Bretzky down here at the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook at uh, the Metal Edge, the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart uh, with us. Uh, Mark Lawrence on the radar. And uh, I don't know, I've got some level issues out here. Everything sort of seemed okay. Uh, I guess I need to jiggle. I guess I need to jiggle uh, things here. Uh, jiggle, Cam, jiggle, the court. Doing, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Gabe, you know? What's up, Cam? Yeah, there you go. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, a little jiggle. You got it in the right spot. Uh, like sex, buddy. You just got to get the right position, I, I guess. This is what we're dealing with, the courts, the snakes. Uh, yeah, no, good Good night last night in most sports, uh, Gabe. You said it. Plus money is the way to go tonight. Very busy night in the association, so we'll pick those games clearly. Only a couple games in the NHL. I've got some picks there. Uh, the calm before the storm over the weekend. Can't wait for the NFL action because you said this before. After this weekend, it really starts to slow down and depression sets in. Yeah, the depression uh, was setting in late last night as uh, the late night picks uh, all uh, fell apart. And I'll have to remember not to move uh, at all here, Cam. Otherwise, we're, yes. we're dealing with a very. It's amazing, though. We're in like, uh, you know, this is a very, very, you know, we've got a lot of money spent uh, in this place, but it always comes down to a cable. I've been in it the music does. business before, too. It's always the damn cables uh, when it's all uh, said and done. But, yeah, we've got a situation uh, with the cables. But we had a situation uh, last night uh, with the uh, with the late-night uh, games. Everything just sort of fell apart. Rough night on the uh, on the NHL uh, rinks last night, uh, Cam. Ended up going 0-3. And it's crazy. It's one of those deals, too. I thought it was going to be a big night last night. I started off like 4-1. Uh, and one. Uh, with bigger plays, bigger basketball plays. Hit them, hit them, hit them, hit them. I was just smashing it. We were on in-game live. I was crushing it. But when it was all said and done, I ended up losing uh, units uh, last night. Sucks. Yeah, no. I hit that big underdog, uh, Florida, in hockey. Uh, got a little bit greedy at night, too. Yeah, I did the exact same thing, trying to be cute. Hit both totals, but I took Vegas. They got smashed by Pittsburgh in that game. That was just a bad bet, and... Montreal really hurt me from a really big night. I put them in some round-robin parlays, and they pissed away a two-goal lead. That team's got a lot of problems right now. I don't The way they're going, yeah. they're not going to make the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, how do you lose to Detroit? If you lose to Detroit, you probably shouldn't be in the playoffs. But still a long season, buddy. Yeah, we'll try to get it back Cam, tonight. Uh, busy board. The Montreal Canadiens, listen, the people would – the thing is nobody cares about the Montreal Canadiens. Let's just, you know, call out for what it is. People in Montreal do – uh, but outside of Montreal, they're, they're as irrelevant as, like, the, I don't know, the Arizona Coyotes? Yeah. Or whatever the hell they're called? Like, they, you know, and that, that's actually pretty pathetic. You know, you know, they don't get ripped enough. People in Montreal, they're too, it's like the only show in town, so they don't want to get blackballed by Bad the boys. team. Yeah, everyone's a fanboy. It's, a, it's an embarrassment. You want to talk about, like, Jason Garrett. What about Mark Bergevin, bro? Like, how, how many years does this guy get? 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. We're throwing it down here at the Sports Grid Studio, FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, the Raging Red at Camp Stewart. Uh, with us, a lot of stuff uh, going on in the National uh, Football League. Of course, we're down to the Elite Eight uh, right now in the NFL. Uh, coaches' uh, introductions and all that uh, stuff uh, going on as uh, Matt Rule introduced as uh, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, and uh, people are still digesting Joe Judge. Uh, being named head coach of the New York Giants. Um, let's bring in uh, Mark Lawrence uh, right now, who we haven't spoken to in a couple of weeks because uh, Wednesday Seriously. fell on Christmas and then it fell on uh, New, New Year's. Year's. And yep. uh, there's other breaking news out there right now. Uh, ESPN's looking to replace um, Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane, Monday Night Football. Uh, yeah, they, they understand they got to get better. And it's they, the ratings were actually pretty good. The ratings went up. But the thing is, they want to get the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, they don't think they can get the Super Bowl because they don't think the NFL will allow it because the the broadcast won't be up to Super Bowl standards, uh, so to speak. But uh, word on the street is Mark Lawrence is in line to replace Booger McFarlane uh, in the booth. Are the rumors true, Mark? You're going to be the new analyst on Monday Night Football. <laughs> Well, I got to put on about a hundred pounds, and I got to uh, I got to <laughs> sit out in the sun for a lot longer to get ready for that. But uh, bottom line to me is, no, I will not be doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, if they offer, I'll I'll do it. If uh, if they want to roll the dice, they've they've put worse guys in the booth <laughs> than us. So <laughs> I will. Uh, I would. Uh, I'll take a shot at uh, at that. But Mark, happy New Year, and uh, thank thanks for joining us. So um, all the all the, these coaching hires. What do you think about Matt Rule to Carolina, Joe Judge, and uh, and everything now everything else that's uh, happened? Well, as far as Matt Rule is concerned, you know I've been a huge fan of his from his days at Temple. He's a program builder. We saw that at Temple. We saw it at Baylor. The question is, will we see it in the National Football League? Um, a little bit surprised at the uh, the length of the contract that they gave him seven years uh, for a coach that's never been in the National Football League. And uh, we'll see whether or not Matt Rule can continue his magic with NFL football players. Uh, again, I'm a little bit concerned about seven years, but, you know, it's obviously not my money. And uh, I think he'll end up being a good hire for Carolina if uh, he can get everybody on the same uh, platform. But remember, that his first two years – uh, he was slow to build those programs. They got out of the gates very slow, and they they just it, it took three years to get them to where they are. And it might take Carolina three years to get them to where he'll want them to be as well. Yeah, it is interesting. You're right. It, it was year three at both uh, Temple and Baylor. 
that he really raised it uh, to the next level. Uh, but he didn't have Christian McCaffrey at uh, Temple or at Baylor. <laughs> so that's, that's a big difference uh, right there. He's got a lot of talent to work with. I think Matt Rule will be very, very successful, uh, actually. But, you know, it's there's no win totals out, obviously. There's going to be so many quarterback questions in the National Football League next year. And that, that's the big question with the Carolina Panthers as well. Are they going to retain Cam Newton for one more year? Cam Newton only has one year left on the deal, guys. So, I don't know. It would seem to me to make sense to bring him back, uh, you know, since it's only one year. But you can also argue that, hey, it's only one year and we can save $20 million on the salary cap and, and move on fresh right now with a new coach and a new quarterback. Very interested to see how it plays out. Let us not forget, Phillip Rivers is from the area, Cam, uh, as well. Right. And I don't know. We don't know what quarterback Matt Rule likes, right? You know, from, you know, I've got a feeling Cam Newton ends up as a Las Vegas Raider. And, and I don't know, maybe Teddy Bridgewater's the new quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, for all we know. Uh, Tom Brady's actually going to be the quarterback somewhere else uh, next year. And that's how crazy things are. But um, nevertheless, let's get into some NFL football. And I guess college college championship game, Mark, because we're not going to talk uh, before then. Um, even though this college, uh, this college, what are they playing this anyways? Like Valentine's Day weekend or something like that? Like, can, can you believe this bye week with us? It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, I understand that you know they want to. They don't want to. Uh, these players playing so many games in such a short period of time. So you know they've extended the, the game. Monday's a perfect time for the game here, obviously being the only game on the slate and right after the NFL weekend. But uh, I'm with you. I think uh, they could have got this thing done here last Monday. But bottom line here is it's going to be one heck of a football game. Yeah, we hope uh, after, you know, you would figure, you know, that these teams, it's amazing. Two, two, they played two games in 37 days, Mark. Like, it's, you know, it's just, that's and correct. they want to talk that's, about this that's, and that. That's and, not well, enough. You can't, that's not enough. Games. Like that's how you get out of rhythm. Like, that's crazy. So you're, so you're playing all every, every week throughout the season and now two and 37. Yeah. Like, that's just. So there's nobody. I don't care what kind of lawyer you are. That's ridiculous. It's dumb. It actually hurts the players because they get out of rhythm. They want to be at their best when they're going to get drafted. And I, I think it's just a huge mistake. At least this other games, James Madison and North Carolina, sorry, North Dakota State, Saturday at noon, kind of nice before the NFL playoff games. Those guys, I, I prefer that over the Monday night game with Clemson LSU, Marenzi. Even that's too long, I think, though. Oh, it's too long. Personally, oh, no. they like, both the done college a week football before. season should be over. I yeah, agree. they talk about, oh, they're student athletes. Yeah, yeah. They started practicing in August, and here we are in late January. Because yep. I'm sure right now, if, you, if you're on LSU or Clemson, I'm sure school is the number one priority right now. <laughs> I'm sure class is, is number one on the list uh, for you. And they're just such hypocrites. It's comical. Yeah. Uh, but it let's is. get into the NFL uh, this weekend. Uh, Mark, um, there's there's some trends that we've seen in past years where the top seeds have dominated at this time of the year in the playoffs, and the the home team seven and one in the last uh, two years, and I see going uh, going further back six years, nineteen and five guys, nineteen and five straight up, uh, the team uh, playing at home has won on divisional weekend. 
Um, so, you know, the wild card teams, they get, uh, they get eliminated. We have to go back to 2012 and the Baltimore Ravens. They're the last wild card team to go on the Super Bowl uh, run. Um, but, Mark, what does the database say about the divisional round compared uh, to, the, um, to the wild card round? And the wild card round is a stone cold under. And we saw all four games go to the under. Um, it was 6-2. and two. Coming into the year, the last two years, so now you add it up, it's 10-2 and two over the last three years. Is the divisional round a little bit higher scoring? And uh, what about, like, you know, do, they, do the top teams cover as much as they win outright? Well, you know, everything trends, as you know, Gabe. Uh, you know, there are cycles you know, over periods of time in, in clumps or clusters of time. And of late, uh, the cycle has been toward the rest at home team, which it was so strong, you know, back in the 80s, uh, going into the 90s, and then it hit a wall, and it hit a wall because it was adjusted for by the odds makers in Vegas. Uh, it's coming back again to the home team, to the rest at home team. And, you know, it may have a little bit to do with uh, uh, the wild card teams not being at the same level or caliber of the rest at home teams as they are here. But, you know, you always seem to get a wild card team that makes a run. Uh, whether they get there or not, you know, it's been a while since they won a Super Bowl. But you've got some capable uh, wild card teams coming out of the wild card round this particular weekend. Uh, you got a 12-win yeah. Seahawk team and a, a pair of 11-win teams in Minnesota and Houston, uh, which speaks well for the wild card team. So, my main concern here is the home teams and what condition and what situation they are in as they host these games, because everything is subjective. You know, it depends upon who the parties are. Uh, you know what they've done for the season, what their strengths and what their weaknesses are, and I think there's a, a definitive edge in each game here that can support a, a, a side pretty well. My main concern for two of the home teams that are playing with rest this week uh, are that they won only four football games last year, and that's a big leap of faith to take a, to take a team that won four games last year and ask them to make it to the Super Bowl. It's next to practically impossible to do to, to do just that, and you know there's not a lot of experience here with San Francisco here. Obviously, in the past, Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers. He's been there before, but um, you know we'll tear this down. I know we're going to go to a break, and we'll tear this down as quickly as we get back from out of the break. Yeah, we'll we'll hit this on the other side. Game time decisions. Ready and rage continues. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy millionaire, dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer. The most accurate projections in NBA DFS gives you lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and a whole lot more. Save 10% on NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Now back to Gabe with our guest, Mark Lawrence. 
All right, so uh, we're talking NFL Divisional Playoffs. Let's get into these uh, football games. First game up uh, Saturday afternoon, 435 Eastern, and we will be live on in-game live uh, for this uh, football game. The Minnesota Vikings are getting seven points. And, uh, Mark, nothing's easy about betting any sport or any team, but the Minnesota Vikings kind of are one of the easier teams to handicap, as I know your database uh, can tell us. Mike Zimmer is just amazing against non-division opponents. It really is incredible. Like, when he loses, it's like it's almost like a blind bet, Mark. Like, unless I have a really good reason not to take the Minnesota Vikings in a non-division game, like, I take the Vikings, and I generally find myself betting against the Vikings in divisional tilts because Mike Zimmer doesn't go 16-0, and but he wins every non-conference and non-division game. But with that being stated... It's very difficult to win back-to-back um, games on the road. Yet, if if you want to crunch the numbers here, you've got to say that the, the, the trends would be on Minnesota's side. When you consider Mike Zimmer and, and how good uh, he has been in this spot, and then you consider quarterbacks making their first playoff start, which Jimmy Garoppolo is making his first playoff start, what do you make of this game, Mark? Well, you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, you know the other side of the coin is Kirk Cousins, who is taking a beating uh, in the press and by the fans. But the fact of the matter is, he's had an outstanding football season here. Kirk Cousins has uh, he has uh, these are Pro Bowl caliber numbers that he's putting up this football season. Here, it was nice to see him get uh, that win last week. He gets him off the Schneid uh, in a playoff atmosphere like that, breaking Minnesota down this year. They went up against six other playoff teams this year. They only won two of those games, one of which was obviously last week against New Orleans. So they had struggled against uh, playoff caliber type opposition. They've only been involved in two one possession games this year as Minnesota. That's really a low number. Uh, or they've won, I should say, only two one possession games. So they either win, uh, they either win by a big margin or they don't win close call games. I think they've got the potential to win this football game here. Uh, San Francisco, like I say, this, this neophyte who hasn't been here in a long, long time, laying points in a role where they've really, really stumbled, just 3-15-1 and one to the spread at home, laying points the last six years. And their numbers have come down, San Francisco's have, since the beginning of the football season here. Remember, you know, they got out to this great 8-0 start, and they've been just a mediocre football team since then. I think the pressure's squarely on the 49ers in this contest here. And Minnesota comes in playing with house money, if you will. i got to take the points with Minnesota in this game. Well, Mark is uh, very convincing if he's selling real estate, like uh, Cam. I'm, I, I'm seriously I'm buying. considering buying the property. <laughs> I already have bought the property. <laughs> I think I'm buying a little piece of uh, a nice little cabin outside of Minnesota, Mark. But we know these games uh, all went under last week. It was really interesting. And people, a lot of the public, we blindly, you know, want to tease things to the over or take the over. But this game, Mark, I got a feeling things are going to be a little bit different this week. Uh, I see a total of 44. I got to expect Kittle and that San Francisco, very very diverse offense, too. Mostert gets involved, Juice Chick, they could do a lot of different things. I know Garoppolo's a little raw in the playoffs, but he's still been effective, and Cousins has got to bounce in his step, and they have major weapons, too. Dal- Dalvin Cook looked fresh. 44 seems low. I understand the 49ers' defense, Mark, but they're banged up in the secondary, too. They're not 100%. 
No, they're not. And Minnesota doesn't figure to come in here and win this game defensively. You know, they figure to come in here and win a 12-round slugfest, if you will, per se, uh, which they've got the horse to do just that. And I think the key uh, the key in this factor game will be Dalvin Cook having him in the lineup. They're such a different-look type football team when he's got the ball in his hands. They could do so many more things. San Francisco, when they began the season, when they got out to that 8-0 and run, they were a run-it-down-your-throat football team. They were the best rushing team in the National Football League, which uh, goes a long, long way towards winning games and covering spreads. But then they acquired Emmanuel Sanders and they spread things out and, and, and they opened the offense up uh, to, the, to the air and on the ground. And it's as good as he's been to the team, it really hasn't helped the offensive attack that, in, that, in that sense. So uh, I would agree with you, uh, Cam. I would say that if I'm looking at this total here, I don't, think, I don't see this being a defensive struggle here. I know San Francisco's defense ranks high in overall total team defense here, but Minnesota's going to want to uh, make them get up and down the field in this game, and I'm with you. I would lean to the over. Mark Lawrence uh, with us, playbook.com. Uh, uh, so, guys, I mentioned um, in the last six years, it's 19-5. and five. So the home team, the higher-seeded team, is 19-5 and five straight up. But that means five out of the last uh, six years, or at least on average, uh, we should say, there's one upset. And as you mentioned, Mark, there's a difference between a wild-card team uh, or a, a lower-seed team winning the Super Bowl and then, you know, getting to the to the conference championship game. So it can definitely happen. Let's lead into this next game. And I could be crazy on this, and I seem to be alone, but I actually have a, I don't know, is, is it a gut feel? And I got to tell you, Cam, my gut has been uh, empty and wrong <laughs> many times in the yeah. past uh, before. But this is the one that I think Tennessee can beat Baltimore. I love Tennessee. Now, I agree with you. So I'm concerned about with I'm concerned about the Minnesota game. I'm leading San Francisco. I'm not ready to lay seven points, but I think San Francisco will win the game, and I think the Vikings will do what they always do in the playoffs. They'll eventually fade. They'll fall apart. I love Zimmer, but he always gets out coached. Like you know, in that spot against Philadelphia, they were just overwhelmed, and I can sort of see the same type of game. Not pretty, but. You know, and even with the total, I'd be a little bit concerned. But anyways, well, we'll get to our picks. We got time to get to it. But what do you make of Tennessee, uh, Mark? We know about the MVP curse. Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP, right? And the last regular season MVP to win the Super Bowl, we have to go back to Kurt Warner. It's like 19 years ago. So he's going to be the MVP. They're going to get knocked off at some point, in my opinion. I do not believe the Baltimore Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. And I hate to say it because I'm not a hater, and I think they're a damn good football team. But it's sort of like KC last year. Yeah, it's a great year and stuff, but it doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win the next two games. What do you make of the Tennessee Titans getting nine and a half here, Mark? Well, the MVP curse that exists for quarterbacks in the playoffs is really at its best in Super Bowl games where they really tend to come up short. And should Lamar Jackson and the Ravens make it to the Super Bowl, that's where we would really look to uh, apply that rule, if you will, per se. That's if they make it to the Super Bowl. And we called out in the newsletter this week uh, one good reason why they're going to have a difficult time getting to the Super Bowl. They're the highest-scoring team 
in the National Football League this year. They put up 513 total points. And we went back and looked, uh, and if you take a look at the last 17 NFL teams that have scored more than 510 points in the regular season, only one of those 17 teams won a Super Bowl which means that you have to bring defense along with the offense uh, to, to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Now, this Baltimore defense isn't bad, okay? They're probably top 10 echelon type defense, but they're not superior. And I can see, I can see in that sense Baltimore getting knocked down, probably more likely against Kansas City next week uh, than perhaps in this football game here. The thing I don't like about Tennessee in this contest is uh, another fact we called out about teams playing uh, in, on the road in football games. This is their third straight road game in a row, and teams really struggle in the playoffs doing just that. If they're not a 666 or better team, they've only won three of the last 37 games on the scoreboard. So I think uh, you've also got the Super Bowl letdown syndrome here in effect for Tennessee after having just knocked off uh, the defending Super Bowl champion Patriots. I think they could get exposed in this game just given the fact that they're a well-rested Raven football team. Much of the uh, of the starters sat out that last game, and they still won the football game against Pittsburgh, who needed the game. It speaks to the depth on this Baltimore football team. But you know, bottom line to me is, uh, if there's a favorite that I'm going to lay on the card this week, it would be the Baltimore Ravens. All right, Mark, uh, solidly on the Ravens in this game, Cam. Yeah, it's. Uh, I want to take the Titans. I, I worry. I'm, I'm telling you, Gabe. Though, not just Mark's uh, pitch about uh, Minnesota. I think that's that's the dog that out of them all. I love Minnesota. I just there's a lot of factors. Which I know Jimmy Garoppolo played well in the regular season. I really worry. Like if Tart doesn't come back in that secondary and a couple guys, they put they were exposed against Seattle in that game in the second half when they had some injuries there. And I think Minnesota and Kirk Cousins with Thielen, who's going to be fine, Diggs. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you can put him in a lot of different formations. Kyle Rudolph's even playing a lot better. That's the dog I'm looking for. I'm with you, Gabe. It's generous points. I could I could see Mark's side, though. Like, I, I, Tennessee's probably going to either win the game or get blown out. It's going to be one of those situations. I want to know, does my memory uh, serve me uh, wrong, but didn't San Francisco win that game against Seattle? Yes, they did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Just bring it up. Um, he was, he said they were exposed. No, they, they didn't. didn't. I was on Seattle. I was on Seattle. I know it's funny. I was pretty anti-San Francisco all year, to be honest, and now I'm I'm pretty much convinced they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. All right. Um, well, me and Cam can debate these games. We'll have time to get into it. Houston's yep. getting nine and a half against KC. Andy Reid is, what, 18-3 and three, uh, with a bye? dominant uh, off of buys yet i'm not in a hurry to lay nine and a half points that back door is going to be swinging wide open but for the sake of all of us not having to see jj watt tj watt or any other freaking (laughs) watt ever again i hope kansas city beats them and gets rid of them quickly we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with mark lawrence on the other side we'll quickly blast through these games take a look at the coffee club uh, today Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. Get on the grid.
NFL season is now upon us, so you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, back to live action, fellas. Get on the grid, sports grid. We've got Mark Lawrence with us. Let's keep it uh, rolling because he's a busy man. Uh, we've got uh, we've got an interesting uh, another story here about a, a lawsuit and uh, and DFS and something about Allen Iverson and Maurice Claret. I've got no idea. We'll get into this uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, but we're talking NFL uh, playoffs. Uh, Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, with us. Uh, Mark Houston comes back on the Buffalo Bills. Now they get Kansas City, and Kansas City's a strange team where they're very good. They're a dangerous football team. I think they can go to the Super Bowl. I think they can win the Super Bowl, but they're also a team that's always capable of losing uh, as well. Andy Reid's been around a long time and only gotten to the dance once uh, before. He's had a lot of good football teams uh, in the past. What, What do you think about this game, Houston at Kansas City? Well, you mentioned uh, Andy Reid brings this great uh, record with a week of rest into football games, you know, which really should be beneficial for them in this particular contest. Uh, but he's also struggled in the playoffs. So you take a look at him, he's just won 12 of his 26 postseason football games, dead even 50% to the spread in those contests. And you've also got Kansas City's really struggled at home at Arrowhead. Surprisingly, their last eight playoff games, they've only won one of those games both straight up and against the spread. I think much like uh, Minnesota, Houston could well be playing with house money here as well. They come up with that big win over Buffalo last week. And under the radar, Deshaun Watson, he's right next to Russell Wilson when it comes to a quarterback in this league that's been outstanding as an underdog. Uh, you take a look at him, he's 12-4-1 and one to the number here. The world is going to be on Kansas City in this football game. Uh the betting public for sure, and largely because of what they like, what they see of Kansas City coming down the stretch. Here, this is a Kansas City football team that's won the money six straight football games in a row, and they've done it because their defense has really turned it up a notch or two. But I can't lay doubles in a playoff game, and with Deshaun Watson taking points, that's the only side of the game I would look at with Houston plus the points. And uh, we've got Cam, Seattle Seahawks, going into Ooh-hoo. Green Bay. Oh yeah, a Green Bay. This is another interesting one because I've been riding Seattle all year long. And I really haven't been betting on Green Bay on a weekly basis. But I've cashed a few, I've cashed a few times uh, with the Packers. Uh, but, you know, there's so much talk about how the Packers are no good. And, you know, they're lucky and this and that. And point differential and yardage and all this other type of stuff. But... I look at it differently. I look at it like, hey, this is not college football. It doesn't matter. All They're a tough team to beat uh, at Lambeau, yet I've got a ton of respect for Russell Wilson as well, and Seattle's a damn good uh, playoff team. So what, what do you make of uh, this one, Mark? 
Well, again, uh, you know, to me, Green Bay is the cousin, the twin cousin of San Francisco, a four-win football team that's expected to uh, win maybe the NFC division and make it to the Super Bowl. And I saw a lot of holes in the football team all season long, as we loaded to most of the season, winning games with smoke and mirrors. Uh, they've allowed more yards than they've gained this year, by far the most largest margin of any of these playoff teams coming into this contest. And I question whether or not Aaron Rodgers is still 100% right. And, you know, the reason I'm saying that, we we alluded to this in the newsletter, is that uh, he's got 112.9 passer rating in his career, but only 95.6 since he came back after that fractured right collarbone. He hasn't thrown the ball as effectively as he did before that injury happened, and their offense has become, uh, at best, mediocre. I'm concerned about that, and I do love Russell Wilson. I think he's the best quarterback in the National Football League when he's in an underdog role. Uh, you're taking a look at a, uh, at a Seattle football team that has they won 11 of their 12 wins this year were one-possession games. That speaks volumes for a football team that knows how to put themselves in a position to win football contests test here. I know they've got problems on defense, but I'm a big, huge Russell Wilson fan taking points, and that's all I can do in this game would be to take the points with the Seahawks. Cam, how are you feeling about your team right now? I actually feel we got a chance in this game, Gabe. You know, um, it's a short line. The thing is, I, to Mark's point, I have a problem with the, with the secondary. It's been, a, it's been a big issue all year. We also need Clowney to get fresh. In that game, he started off, even though he hurt Wentz, like didn't really get the pressure. Those games against San Francisco, he was a different guy, and that changes everything for them because K.J. Wright, Wagner, all those other guys can do the things that they need to do if they're getting. Seattle has had no pass rush this year, and it's weird. That's what they're known for, always the best pass rush in the league. They'd murder quarterbacks, but I got to take Seattle in this spot, Gabe. Even the total in this game to me, it's 47. I think it's a little bit low because I think Seattle can score on Green Bay. Um, uh, I'm not too impressed with them, and Green Bay will be able to score on Seattle. I see uh, kind of an old school, like a 28-27 type of game there. I think it gets over the number. Give me the dog. Looking forward uh, to these to these matchups as uh, we'll try to put together as many uh, winning uh, winning um, combinations as we can. Looking at uh, some four team uh, bangers, and I see now we've got some video uh, issues uh, here. Uh, from the book as well as Mark Lawrence is with us. Um, yeah, you, you can see the two handsome guys on the show, Cam and Mark. I've been eliminated. <laughs> you can put Mark in there. Yeah, I, I'm eliminated. Yeah, uh, just you, put Mark. Mark's face. Uh, yeah, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Mark and yeah, there Cam. he is. Yeah, there he is. Look at that. Yeah, it looks yeah, good. Yeah, look at Mark. Yeah, it looks good. Good teeth. Great. Great hair. Successful. Yeah. Mark yeah. looks like a guy that right, uh, you so. know. He's my realtor. I'll buy a house from him. So before we get you out of here. Last night was a frustrating night, actually, with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Raptors were winning all freaking night against the Blazers. They ended up blowing it. I just had them on a money line. They ended up losing. They're right back at it uh, tonight. Um, other uh, interesting tidbits uh, here tonight. So Roy Williams, Mark, let me get your take on this. Roy Williams, you know, maybe I didn't hear the interview. I got to listen to the interview and hear the context of it. But seems like he's, like, saying, hey, my kids suck. Hey, it's not my fault. But how do you think they respond tonight against the Pittsburgh Panthers? Pretty short price for North Carolina at home. And I've seen a coffee club, 5-1 and one to the money, the last uh, six against the Panthers. Uh, Duquesne, 10-1 and one, uh, to the money uh, in the Hawks series. St. Louis, 8-0 and oh, 
uh, in the money versus George Washington. Wisconsin 27-8 and against the spread as a favorite versus Illinois. And Georgia Tech 3-18 and against the spread off a win versus the Duke Blue Devils. What's your take on the college basketball card uh, tonight, Mark? Well, I think North Carolina is, the, is in the right spot tonight. I think they're in a buy position. They're home off a 13-point home loss, as cheap as this number has been in the series. And you know as well as I know that maybe they've been underperforming this year, but they're still these North Carolina recruits. They're all, the roster is just dotted with four- and five-star recruits. I think this is a real cheap price for them here to get back off to Schneid here tonight. Uh, and also what's going to be interesting to me will be how Kansas performs tonight at, against Iowa State. Iowa State's a real tough venue to get out of, especially yep. laying points on that floor in Ames. But Kansas does have revenge from Iowa State booting them out of the Big 12 tournament last night, or last year, I should say. I think that'll be an interesting game. And you mentioned you hit on Duquesne. They also were booted out of the, uh, the, the conference tourney last year by St. Joe's, who's really down just tons this basketball season here. But, uh, you know, for my money, I'm going to be on North Carolina tonight. And uh, I think, you know, they end up being a good-looking play on this college basketball card. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, with us. Mark, it's always a pleasure, sir. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us. And uh, enjoy the games this week. I made the winners be yours. Hey, my pleasure as always, guys. Be well. I'll catch up with you next week. Take care. You got it, so Mark. Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Uh, thanks to... Uh, Thanks to Mark Lawrence. So I see we've gone to uh, to audio uh, here. Uh, I guess from uh, from here on out. Well, I think uh, yeah, your 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 feet went out and came back, and um, it came back discolored. So we're using your phone board right now until we can fix it. Yeah. You want me to stay on Skype, uh, Yang? I've been discolored. Okay. Yeah, you're 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 in slow mo now. You're you're just in the middle of a sentence there. Nothing uh, has changed. Yeah. That's well, we've got is, our right? head technician here, uh, Brian, on top of things. Oh. Um, so every, everything should everything should be all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. <laughs> well, hey, people aren't here. People aren't here for my face, um, anyways. But um, you know, these games are tricky this weekend, Cam. I, I agree, think you really can 100%. make you can make an argument for you can make an argument for. Um, for San Francisco, listen, Minnesota only seen a beat the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs, Cam, if you noticed. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this. I'm like, yep. think of the last few years. Like, who have they beaten? They beat the Saints on a miracle, and then they just beat the Saints on a push-off. Like, you know, know, like people are acting as if though, and I've, I've been burnt so many times on the Minnesota Vikings over the years in big games, dude. Think about the Philadelphia game. I was on them. Oh, yeah. The Philadelphia game, the NFC Conference Championship game. They were out coached. The Defensively, problem. they were they didn't know where to go. They were just sort of they were outmatched. They even said after the game, Zimmer admitted too. Uh Zimmer admitted. He goes, Yeah, they, they were a step ahead of us. And even the, the Viking players <laughs> said it's like they knew everything we were gonna do and we didn't know what they were gonna yeah. do. Like there's no accusations of cheating. Like they said after, we had no idea what they were gonna do, you know? And that's the thing with San Francisco. I don't think they're great, but I'm putting that much stock into uh, into Kyle Shanahan winning this football game for them. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to choke in a game? He could. I'm not the biggest Jimmy G fan either, Cam, but I've watched San Francisco play this year. 
I've seen them in enough of these games, Cam, that I think they're a Super Bowl caliber football team. No, San Francisco's a damn good team, and for all the detractors of Jimmy Garoppolo, when you watch him play, he's been good. He's getting better all the time. He's got a great relationship with Kittle. He knows how to run the offense. This Mostert uh, check stuff they got going on in the backfield has been ridiculous. The acquisition of Sanders was brilliant, but this is what I say. Now you're laying seven points in a high-pressure game. Their home field advantage isn't as great as it should be either compared to a dome team because they play in Santa Clara there. I just think Minnesota, to Mark's points, playing with house money, I think the Niners win, Gabe. If they do, they squeak out a victory. I think it's just a generous, generous seven points with the Minnesota Vikings with a healthy Dalvin Cook. I think it's going to be a real good game, and that total looks low to me. They could really be catching a break, actually. One thing, as you just mentioned, was San Francisco. Now, listen, San Francisco's not, uh, it's not an easy place to go play. Uh, but at the same nope. point in time, the Vikings, despite being a cold-weather team, have always really had a hard time outdoors in cold weather for one reason or another. Like, it's the irony. You know, you guys play in Minnesota, but you, you lose all the time in cold weather in the playoffs outside. And they're really catching a break here and going to San Francisco. I mean, they just played in a dome, and now they're playing where weather really will not be a factor uh, for the most part. Like, we've seen, I remember, Cam, years ago, I forget what year it was. I can look it up, actually, Viking playoff games. I like to look it up because I brought this game up a lot over the years. They played, it was like Lawrence Taylor and Phil Simms and still stuff, man. It was against the New York Giants. You probably remember the game. It was like, yeah, it was ice cold. I think it was 43 or even. (laughs) Like, what was it? You remember that one? It was 33-0. Oh, I I never forget those games. Yeah, they got murdered. I was on them. I don't even think they had a first down. Oh, yeah, that was disgrace. I was on them. The Giants murdered them. Then, I was like, oh, they can handle this. I'm getting nine points or whatever. No, no, it didn't work out they well were the at best all. Team. Like, right. They're horrible. They, they're horrible, though. They're horrible as favorites. The Randy Moss era, the losing to the Falcons, they were the biggest dog that game. The blow, the breakup against Seattle. You can name like four or five Minnesota games off the top of your head that they should have won and they finally pissed away. I just like the generous. Right, here it is. The Vikings. An underdog. The Vikings uh, are three and fourteen straight up, and four and thirteen against the spread on the road. And pretty, uh, pretty daunting numbers right there. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, cover up, everybody. Looks like we're back. The video's back. I was getting used to the audio uh, only there, Cam. I could lean in. I had my, I was, I was kicked back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't exactly. have to worry. Yep. I was actually thinking I was this close to sending off an email to Mike Cardano and telling him, hey, listen, uh, the camera's down. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go do the rest of the show uh, from the condo, <laughs> basically. I like it. You know, in, in-game live <laughs> tonight. Don't need me sitting here audio only, but, of course, here, here's the video. Uh, the video is back. All right, yeah. 
We just sent you something I want to get up, actually. Some pretty crazy, creepy stuff. Um, uh, we'll get it in the 6 o'clock hour, but uh, check your inbox, uh, Yang. Uh, we sent you, uh, sent, you the, sent you the link. So uh, good job by Brian and Yang. Uh, yeah, I got to tell you, Will's not here today. And uh, Brian's by himself. And you know he's just sort of sitting here hoping, please don't anything go wrong. Please don't have yeah. Marenzi, like, freak out and stuff. And pretty much everything's gone wrong, but it's not his fault. You know, exactly. like there's cables and people roll over the cables with the chairs and stuff, Cam. Exactly. Like people think cables are invincible and stuff. They're not. They're not. They're, <laughs> like they're if not. someone that's in they're a band, they're not. Like you think, ah, oh, it's no big deal. I'll step on it. Or, dude, I tripped over yeah. my uh, my charger for my laptop the other night. It still works, but not fully, uh, yeah. like sort of. Like I, I got to jiggle I'm it. And it's because I tripped over yep. it. <laughs> like, yep. I'll tell you, Gabe, I'll give you a great piece of advice. You've seen my place. I actually invested in, like, one of those industrial strength, like, double cable ex uh, extension cords. So here's what's happening. If I'm here moving around and stuff, I know this area. I got, like, five yards to the cable, and I try to keep everything away from me. Because you said it. If I bring these things under the desk and you, like, crack a joke and I laugh and I roll over the power bar of the cable, <laughs> we're done. So I want to keep Well, you might start a fire. Yeah, well, I might start a fire. These things are like a poisonous snake, and I like to keep them. Yeah, he's coiled up in the corner right there, and that's where he stays. Let's just hope. He let's just hope me. the fire marshal. Let's hope the fire marshal's not tuning in. But I got to imagine a cam sitting in a pretty. Uh, <laughs> I've already had. Yes, I've already had talk. Twenty-eight yeah, yeah. different cables plugged in. <laughs> You're right, Gabe. Actually, I had a talk with the fire marshal. He didn't like it at all. He told me to clean up my act. Fast talk, I might rat it be out one night. <laughs> Long story. <laughs>